fears of tripping on top. Be there! Scour the spaceways! Explore vast alien worlds! Tin right here contains the whole rigmarole. I used to smoke about an ounce of hash every day. Good. And it made me go a little bonkers. Maybe. If I occupy his mind with more duties, I can control his space. Hi. Big fat Hi. doobies. Hi. 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 What's up, dude? Oh, I'm just drinking Mountain Dew. What's up, dudes everywhere? This is uh, episode 56 of the Hotbox for Saturday, February 5th, 2011. My name is Matt, and this is Sandy. Welcome. How are you today? Super duper. How are you? That's well, no, wait. I, I take that back. I am good. I repeal that. Do you repeal that, that <laughs> statement? That statement. Uh, as far as my normal everyday life, I'm good. If you look there at uh, camera one, you'll see I got my Droid X running the Liberty ROM on uh, the Jamhole Wireless Network. That's right. I bet you didn't know about that, huh? (laughs) Well, you know about the Jamhole Wireless Network. (laughs) I'm sorry. Anyway, this is the Hotbox uh, Cannabis Medical Marijuana 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 Podcast every Tuesday, Saturday, live. Hotboxpodcast.com slash live, of course. Sorry about last Tuesday. Uh, Yeah. I, I had I my also. butt kicked by the flu. The bug's been going around. It was horrible. You sounded horrible. And I I, I would horrible. like to personally <laughs> thank you for not bringing that horribleness here into my nice, uh, my, my sanitary sanctuary, if yes, you will. Yes, I knew that you would be very, very unhappy if after I left, you began going through all the things I, I was going oh, through. Oh, man. No, thank you. <laughs> But yeah, lots and lots and lots of news happening. Of course, you've all heard, I'm sure if you're on Facebook or if you're just on the internet, you've heard about the uh, Montana medical marijuana repeal movement. Apparently it passed. It it got split right down the political middle, if you will. We had 10 Republicans and 5 Democrats. Mm-hmm. If you want to take a wager guess there, uh, what, what what would you say? Maybe the Republicans all voted against the Pro- pot bill, oh, they yeah, wanted to repeal thing. it, and yeah. the Democrats all said, are you out of your mind? Well, they all Ten agree it's not something that needs to be repealed. Yeah, there are certain tweaks that may need to be made. Right, but repeal means get rid of it, and then we'll reassess it. Yeah, but in the that meanwhile, doesn't need to happen. nobody gets it, and that's no, silly. Because you know what? When the FDA comes out and says that they've started to notice issues with the medication, they don't pull it from everyone until they Not know until sure and well that it is dangerous. When it's like dropping people, right. then they do that. They and then there's a class action lawsuit. But they're insured right. for that sort of thing. It's but fine. they've never sat there and they've never said, oh, well, you know, we think this might cause liver damage. So we're going to go ahead and we're going to take all of that away from you guys. While we work on we it. Until we can look into it and find out for sure. No, they keep never. shoving it down your throat until the headline comes out that it's killing masses. Right. And also tonight we're going to have the uh, Montana Medical Growers Association Executive Director Jim Gingery. Uh, Not on, Gingery. Thank Gingery. you. He will be, uh, we'll be calling him on the show here. So if you have any questions for him about the bill, uh, what if you own a dispensary, what this means to you, anything like that, uh, email info at hotboxpodcast.com. And when we call him uh, here in a little bit, we'll get, we'll, uh, get him the questions. So yes. uh, let's start things off. We got an email from MDS. He says, hi, Sandy. You know, I'm interested in the business side of caregivers, and after listening to Saturday's show, I didn't really hear the details of the Compassion Center. Uh, that was the show, episode 55, that was the the last Saturday show that we did mm-hmm. from the Compassion Centers uh, yeah. of Montana. Yeah, 
So, and I, again, I apologize for the audio of that. It was kind of echoey. And honestly, I, I thought about it, and no matter what we would have brought there, it would have been echoey. It, the room was just that small. Like, here we have a nice open area. There's no echo or anything, but... Yeah. Because someone was like, you should have brought the good mics. Like, it wouldn't have mattered. You would have heard the echo more clearly. I was very impressed with the show, considering yeah, we broadcast it using your phone. Right. Right. I mean, that, that right was cool. there, that I was think, cool. was... And recorded it using camcorders and yeah. ripped the audio. Like, it, it was all right. It was it fun was, for it was what good. it was. The brownies, awesome. Oh, you, yeah? don't forget that pan. Okay. Cleaned it and everything. Note to self. Me, best. You're welcome. Somebody so, in the chat remind me of that before <laughs> Yeah, <leave>. right. <laughs> uh, he says, I'm curious after the long stories about your past Columbia Falls adventure. adventure. So maybe I adventure. Love that. <laughs> Adventures in Baby City. Uh, so maybe you could clarify things tonight. Sorry if this was all covered and I missed it. Uh, no, I don't believe you did, so you're okay. Uh, is this the new storefront for your business so you won't be selling out of the house anymore, or is it somebody else's and you are working here? Uh, have you partnered with one of the other guys? What's the deal? What's the plan? It sounds like this is your gig. If it is, I encourage you to keep getting the word out about it, and I wish you the greatest success. Love, MDS. Oh, well, thank you. Okay, so... Now, I am partnered with somebody else, so it is not the situation where I am working for someone who is paying me to... Right, you're on a board. Right, I am on a board of directors, so there is a group of us, and we all make decisions as a group, that way we don't run into a problem with somebody... You know, stepping <coughs> over any boundaries. That, oh, and, you know. and real quick, I'd just like to mention for any uh, new listeners or political uh, candidates or what have you, I did just take a hit of medical cannabis, and I want you to note how I don't actually freak out and kill people and rape and murder. So just uh, kind of keep that in the back of your mind you know, while you're I was thinking listening about, to the show. You mentioned that and it reminded me. On my way here, you know, mm-hmm. sometimes I'm in the car and I'm thinking about things I should say. Sure, sure. You know, when we're talking about different things. And I was thinking about how, honestly, I think the most serious injury that happens when people use cannabis is... How often you don't blow on the food and burn your mouth. <laughs> yeah, because you're so hungry. And, and that's the only one I could come up Hot with. Hot Pockets, dude. Yes. It says wait two minutes, but you only wait one, and Pizza. it always burns you. Pizza, even fast food stuff. I mean, it doesn't matter. If it's hot and you're hungry, it goes in your mouth and you get burned. Okay, so I just wanted to clarify that. Let's just kind of keep that in mind here. So anyways, back to the Compassion Center. So I have partnered up with several very intelligent people that I am very proud to be working with and very excited to be working with. Um, We all are on the same page. We see it as something where we're here to help people not to make money off of them. I mean, you know, money is a... We'd like to make enough to survive. Yeah, I mean, everybody needs to make enough to survive. If this is going to be your main mode of income, then yeah, you have to be able to make make sure you're making enough to survive. But I'm not going to go through and try to quickly grow some stuff in a little area and then try to sell it for way more than I should. Right, exactly. I mean, this is actual, like clean laboratory like settings in the grow and i mean everything's going to be tested everything is going to be very very i mean how perfect this is going to be is just insane it's everything i wanted that other place to be 
Right. But I had no control over anything at all. And here you do. Yeah, I actually get to help make decisions. I make suggestions, you know, and and there's other people that are there to help. And And that's awesome. It is. It is extremely awesome. And I'm working with people who want to help other people. You know, they don't get on me for sitting there and talking to people for 30 minutes. Exactly. I'm, I'm encouraged to be a part of everyone's lives. And I get to have that position that I love, which is sitting in the front talking to people. That's your deal. That's That's it. That's what I like to do. I like to talk to the people who are coming in and they're looking for that. I love discussing the different strains, how it helps them, and even just random stuff going on in their lives just to help them feel a little bit better. That's right. And Montana Connect wants to remind everybody uh, the law has not changed in any way at this moment. So just let's... Let's keep that in mind. Uh, Berger says, does Montana limit the caregivers to five people? <laughs> no, no. Because that is recalculous. Five people cannot supply pot for a whole state. I'm sorry. That is, that's stupid. Yeah, no, 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 <clears throat> you know. Um, we're, you know, yeah, it, nothing has actually been changed as of this moment. So, you know, there's no need to burn your cards. <laughs> right. Okay. So was there anything else uh, no. with, with this? To uh, no, I think I answered everything, okay. right? And MBS? yeah, if, again, if you guys ever have questions, info at hotboxpodcast.com, yeah. get those to us and uh, we'll answer them. So yeah, let's, uh, we have a couple of questions for Jim here. Let's go ahead and read, uh, we have three three stories here, just briefly, about what happened in Helena. So we can start off with uh, with the background here. We have one from 420 Times, and then one from the Billings Gazette. And then uh, one from some Comcast thing. So, this says uh, a plan to repeal Montana's medical marijuana law appears headed for easy approval in the state house after Republicans who run the chamber made their support for undoing the six-year-old law clear on Friday. Uh, The plan from House Speaker Mike Milburn would repeal the ballot initiative overwhelmingly adopted by voters in 04. Can I clarify that? Overwhelmingly adopted. By we the people doesn't, way back in 04. Yeah, doesn't that doesn't that mean a majority of people? We're trying to progress, not regress. Let's let's keep that in mind. Yeah. Supporters of repeal argued the industry has gone far beyond what bo- uh, voters envision. Thank you, Jason Chris. Uh, quote, this is an initiative that has gone horribly wrong, said Representative Carrie Smith, uh, Republican Billings. This is not what the people voted for. And that's complete BS, because ask anybody. Look at the poll on the Flathead Beacon. What's that number? Is it still 71%? Yes, because I'm pretty sure, yeah. I think this it was is exactly 80% last time I saw it. Was it? Interesting. Maybe. Oh, Montana Connect says almost 80% against repeal. So interesting, mm-hmm. it perhaps is what we voted for. And that's the same thing I've heard over and over and over and over again echoed in coming out of the mouths of these mothers who are holding up their kids as uh, their their human shield. Like, here, think of the kids. It's it's all about the kids. One one paper I saw, they said they had a huge problem with dispensaries opening up right next door to churches and schools. 
Really, I would really like to see where that's actually happening at, because I'm pretty sure that's BS. Yeah. And 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 we should also take the opportunity to re- remind everyone once again that the only reason why dispensaries do get grouped in certain areas is because mm. of the moratoriums that push them out of Interesting. the cities so. and make them have to group up in those areas. So when you're driving downtown and you get, well, when you're driving right outside of town and you yeah. see... Five of them, and then you go a mile and a half. They didn't down go and see there because they wanted yeah. to. They went there because those were the only empty buildings left outside of that area. And you should be grateful that these buildings are being used and not just vacant with for rent sign. For rent, pretty please. People are like S and D's to get people to rent their properties because yeah. nobody has any business. This was a huge industry, and you're going to try and destroy it. And, and do that's you realize so how many stupid. how many businesses will go vacant if yeah. it's repealed? Enjoy that. Hey, how's your ghost town doing? Yeah. Oh, good. The last person died five years ago, and Evergreen's empty. <laughs> there you go. Uh, Republicans hold a 68 to 32 majority in the House. Any measure that clears that chamber would have to go to the Montana Senate and then the governor's desk. So what we need to do is get a hold of the governor, perhaps, and be like, um, I really hope you think this over properly. Uh, Governor Brian Schweitzer has said changes to the law are needed to deal with an unforeseen explosion in the industry, but has stopped short of calling for an outright repeal. And again, we've said this so many times. What other industry do you punish for doing good? Like, you should, be, you should look at that and say, why has it exploded? Because this is a good thing. This is creating jobs. And if you let it go, it will grow into something so awesome. When Enron happened, or when any of these other big corporations have done horrible things that we haven't done. Right. Did you take that industry away? How out of control are those industries? Uh, you, you You're going to look at this? Yeah. Come on. You have not once sat there and said, well, maybe we need to look at this and maybe we shouldn't do this to make money yeah, anymore that's unbelievable. because of all these Liars and cheats. No, you're taking stuff out on us that we don't even deserve. There's a few bad apples out there. We're sorry. We don't like them either. Right. But hey, those people would have wanted their cards regardless. Yeah. Their their number. That's it. Uh, minority Democrats in the legislature argued in committee that the lawmakers should move forward a plan to fix the law with more self-funded regulation and stringent requirements for registering as a patient. They said an outright appeal should be left to voters. I love this quote here. I have a rule that I don't vote against anything that has been passed by the voters, said Representative Pat Noonan, Democrat of Butte. If we really want repeal, I think the voters should do it. And the voters. That's exactly how it should be. That's awesome. Uh, Montana confidentiality laws prevent law enforcement from knowing the names of medical marijuana patients, their suppliers, and their locations. So keep that in mind, everyone. Some towns and cities have banned medical marijuana businesses from operating within their jurisdiction because they can't pull their, you know what I mean, out of their... The police don't have access to your prescriptions or where you get those filled either, do they? Right. So, I don't believe yeah, so. Yeah, they don't need that. So. Okay. Anyways, keep going. Uh, some towns, right, they banned it. Uh, they, uh, blah, blah, blah. But the plan to repeal the measure and even just to regulate it has drawn overflow crowds who say lawmakers need to tread carefully in dealing with medical marijuana used <laughs> by more than 30,000 Montanans. Holla! 406? Yeah. How many? 30,000? It's a pretty good number. Not bad, not bad. And those are just the ones that got their cards. Hey, where's mine? 
<laughs> Supporters of repeal countered that the cards are so easy to get that it often has nothing to do with medicinal purposes. Wah, wah, wah. Quote, it was not created to be an industry. Well, then let's change it so that it is. What? Sorry. What, what do you call a work? Well, what else can we call it? Right. <laughs> a hobby? It's just a little hobby that brings in more money than your church does. Is that what you're mad about? Come on. Mm. It was created out of compassion, said Smith. If they want, they can come back with a bill to legalize marijuana because that is where we are headed now, and that is not what the people voted for. And honestly, um, if that's where we're headed now, has any damage been done because of it? Hmm. Nope. Nope. Don't see any. Interesting. Interesting. So, and then the uh, the 420 Times one, uh, this says that uh, at the hearing, only 28 people signed up to testify on behalf of the repeal, while 86 people signed up to oppose the bill. Wow! Nice show up, guys. Hey, pat on, pats on the backs. Pats on the backs. Good job, everybody. Many of the 86 agreed the system needed to be tweaked, but all agreed that prohibition was not the answer. House Speaker Mike Milburn, uh, Republican Cascade, and the sponsor of House Bill 161, big giant thumbs down to you, disagreed, saying the only answer was to shut the system down. Can I say that is not the only answer? That's actually the opposite of the only answer. This is the worst thing you could do. You're... You're not broadening your All right, options. and now check this out. Are you ready for our crazy comparison of the week? He compared the recent explosion of the medical marijuana industry to the destruction, the destruction of Hurricane Katrina. Really? Did the medical marijuana industry displace thousands of black people that were living in horrible conditions anyway and then wait for FEMA to get there like... Two weeks late? No, that wasn't the medical marijuana industry, bro. Sorry. Oh, he said that? That's terrible, right? That was a quote. That's up there with that Pat Robertson comment. Right? Really? Wow. 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 Let's, can we say maybe... he's a politician. Can we say maybe let's not reelect him uh, next time? I I would have to agree That is unacceptable. Unacceptable. Come on. That is insanity. Uh, Let's stop and examine the ludicrous nature of that comparison. On its worst day, cannabis is a non-toxic plant that has never killed a single person. Hurricane Katrina caused incredible death, damage, and displacement to millions of people. Where exactly was he going with this analogy? Mm -hmm. In any event, we can find no reports of societal destruction coming out of Montana. Interesting. Oh, I know what it is. We're okay still? He's jealous we don't get hurricanes here. Oh, Oh, is that it? Yeah. Well, move then, dude. Sorry. That that's got to be it. Build build a bunch of big giant wind towers, harness that electricity and move. That's all. Problem solved. Uh it seems medical marijuana has not caused the fabric of our entire culture here to shred. Interesting. In fact, it's as if Hurricane Katrina never hit Montana. Hmm. A hurricane never hitting Montana? Interesting. That is insane. Yeah, as insane as your stupid analogy. <laughs> I hope someone wrote that for you. 
But then no, I hope because then you would have had to have okayed that. So no, I, I take that. Back. Either way, it was a stupid thing to say. Unbelievable. Whoever wrote it. And yeah, Ed Bland says it's all a big joke, and we have to fight and argue over a plant. Exactly. Like, well, are we doing this right now? Are we wasting time arguing over this? You know, the thing wow. that frustrates me, honestly. So much about this also is the fact that 86 people stood up and spoke out about its benefits. And how many people spoke up against it? There's the majority there. And they don't even think, they don't even consider that. How many times do you want us to do this? Because you're just wasting time and you're wasting money. You have nothing else you could be fixing or examining or looking at or anything. There's nothing else. You're all done. Everything's perfect. Let's handle medical marijuana in Montana. Good have, guys. have all the politicians here forgotten that in order to be reelected, you need the majority vote also? Can we keep in mind who that majority is real quick? Is Hi. that is that us? Are we? Hi. Interesting. Us and our kids that are going to yeah. soon be 18 and all that? Hmm. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, the days of politicians, to finish this up, being able to claim the sky is falling because of medical cannabis are over. That's right. We have the internet now. We can tell people, hey, we're still okay here. I'm smoking some right now, and look, I'm doing a show over the internet. Everything's cool. Everything's okay. Most don't buy the propaganda anymore, and with good reason. None of the doomsday scenarios have come to be. Interesting. Interesting. I haven't seen the Four Horsemen yet. Not yet. Sodom and Gomorrah? Hmm. So, all right. Well, let's, uh, let's get Jim on the phone here. And he can answer any questions you guys might have. And he's going to explain to us uh, exactly what's been going on and what we can do and how we shouldn't be freaking out and running around because we are the majority. We need to remember that, that we are the majority. Jim. Hello there. Hi, Jim. How are you, sir? I'm doing good, and how are you guys tonight? Well, we're well. Uh, just reading over a couple of stories about the whole repeal issue. Uh, you want to go ahead and introduce amazing, yourself? amazing, isn't it? Good, yeah, it, it, it's mind-blowing. Yeah. Mind you want to go ahead and introduce yourself to everybody? Sure. Uh, this is Jim Gingery. I'm the executive director of the Montana Medical Growers Association. Excellent. I, uh, I for just, anybody who doesn't know who that... Can I just tell you a little bit who that we are? I know you guys know, but oh, some of your yeah, listeners may please. not. Please, Please for do sure. that. We're actually we're we're actually a trade association that represents not only the the uh, legitimate patients that are out there, but the legal and ethical caregivers that are trying to provide quality medicine uh, to those patients. And one of our goals is to make sure that patients get good, safe medicine, but also that everybody follows the rules, which has been a little bit difficult when the rules are not as clear as they need to be. And, and what's so disappointing is that this session was supposed to be about really solving the problems that exist in Montana with the medical cannabis law, and instead we're facing uh, prohibition. It's it's really pretty insane. Yeah, it's sad. So what what would you ideally like to see? I know you guys uh, written wrote up a, a proposal and everything. How what what happened with that? Well, I th- I think one of the things you have to kind of look at is what's gone on. In the last eight months, you know, over the summer, we had the uh, work group that was sanctioned by the Children, Family, Health, and Human Services Interim Committee. And that work group was put together, and and they were given an assignment to uh, come up with what the problems are and come up with what the solutions are. 
And that group included a, the city attorney from Bozeman, for example, uh, a police detective from Great Falls. Uh, we had county officials. Uh, a lot of the state departments came and testified. And, of course, the caregiver community was represented. And we worked all summer and came up with a lot of very good recommendations. And quite frankly, all of us, with the exception of one individual, which uh, I won't even mention tonight because he's no longer an entity to be considered, uh, agreed on almost everything in terms of how we should fix the law. And when House Bill, uh, the interim House Bill came out, they'd added a bunch of stuff to it that didn't make any sense, like the five patients and, and stuff like that, that we'd agreed didn't need to be done. So right, that's, what was frustrating is that's yeah. the two doctor thing. Uh, all that stuff was what they added in. All and that it was... stuff was added on the last day because that's what Colorado and other states have done. And quite frankly, Montana's got the most effective law for both not only patients and caregivers, but also for the protect, for the protect the public at large. All we need is a few sideboards on it and to clarify some things that are not going correctly now. And, uh, and so that's hopefully what we can get these folks to listen to. Right. You know, we did present that. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's like we, we read in the in the article here. We've we've had medical marijuana since '04, and you know the fabric of our reality hasn't ripped in half. Everything's been so far fine for the most part. Like you said, a few yeah. minor changes here and there, and there you go. Well, and I, they, I think that you know the one thing we have to accept, and and what you know. The, what you're going to find, what the the solution that will win eventually, I hope, is something that goes down the middle of the road. There's a lot of folks that would like to see this legalized tomorrow. There's a group that want to see it repealed tomorrow. Right. And quite frankly, neither of those are the best for the patients in 2011. Right. First, in we 2011, have to focus. 2011, Montana, we yeah. need to make sure that the before we have anybody even thinking about legalization or anything else. We've got to make sure that we get the medical cannabis under control so that everybody knows that a medical patient is going to be able to get good, quality, safe medicine. We want to make sure that the medicine's safe. We want to make sure that the patients are getting what it is that they need for their condition. You know, and we are going to have sideboards. The law is going to be different no matter what. You know, I certainly hope that repeal doesn't go, but it's real important that everybody contact their representative and their senator, uh, particularly their representatives, uh, to make sure that they vote against the repeal bill. And, and there's ways for them to do that as well. Right. And is all, all that information is uh, put together somewhere on the internet on your guys' site for everyone to find? Or Actually, because there's so many websites now with so much information, uh, one organization called Solutions for Montana and that's with the number four in the middle, solutions, number four, montana.org, has got a lot. There's not much on the site intentionally. We've, it's been left blank other than the important things that you need to get. Uh, on the home page, what you can get is a copy of the legislator's guide uh, that was actually given to everybody at the Capitol. All the legislators got it. The governor got it. The lieutenant governor got it. Even the press got it. And essentially what this guy did was explain medical cannabis to the legislature. Excellent. Now, it, in reality, quite honestly, I'm telling you that, you know, they got it on the 14th. Uh, it's taken a great deal of time to put together. 
And um, I'm guessing a lot of them have not read it. But at each of the hearings, we stand up and remind them that they have that there as a guide. Anybody that wants to can go log on to Solutions, the number 4Montana.org. And on the homepage, they can either buy a copy of it or print a copy or just read it online, however they want to do it. Right. And I got a link Um, to that in the live chat there for everyone. And we'll put a link to it on our site also. So we'll get people going over there. Now, the other things they could they can go to the studies section on that site. Mm-hmm. And uh, we we didn't get the name changed in time, but what we have a link is where that people can click on the link and put in their nine-digit zip code and find out exactly who their representative and who their senator are. We want everybody to pick up the phone and call them, mm-hmm. call them and tell them that you're a patient. Tell them that if you did vote for them, tell them you voted for them. If you didn't vote for them, say hey, I didn't vote for you, but. Doggone it, I'm a patient, and don't take my medicine away. Well, and a, they and say a that there's, resident of Montana. <laughs> yeah, make sure well, that yeah, you're a resident of Montana. This is Montana-specific here, even though you know the show goes everywhere. But, yeah, keep that in mind, too. Absolutely. Good point, good point. Yeah, I mean, we don't want outsiders coming into this. This is a Montana issue. We, we'll deal with it in Montana. But it's very frustrating, too, that the opposition... Uh, particularly out of Billings, you know, their their leadership and, and their their uh, uh, people are in their front lines. The things that they're saying are amazing. Oh, yeah. We Talk, read, I mean, yeah, we, we read did some you hear of that, that one it was guy, appalling. Did you hear that one guy who testified not only to the House but also to the Senate did a marijuana, or no, a marijuana store open up around the corner and the people go out and back and flap their wings and try to fly? Wow. We read uh, another another one that the guy compared it to Hurricane Katrina and the destruction that that caused, and it's it like is, wow. It, it, you know what? I, I I've got to I've got to disclose something that that right now I'm embarrassed by is I've been a Republican all my life. I was even the chair of the Republican Party in Madison County, and to have Republicans try to repeal a voter initiative regardless of what the subject is, it is, is, it's just a shame. It's I, insane. I, you know, I'm glad to watch my words. Yeah, no, definitely. But yeah, the, the majority, have you seen the Flathead Beacon poll? 80% are like, what happened? Wow. We don't want this repealed. I mean, the majority of people do. And I mean, I know, I know a group of older Republicans in the area, and I've talked to them about medical marijuana, and and they they've to, as far as I've seen a lot of it's just been they want to cover their ears and act like it's not there it scares them or they're just uncomfortable with it so it's hard to educate people and it, have, it is very hard I mean we you had know it's a, kind of interesting you know guys back in the summer um, at the first hearing back in May with the interim committee. I was asked a question by uh, Senator Shockley of Victor, and uh, and Senator Shockley's come out pretty hard against medical cannabis. One of the things he asked me, he said, will your people agree to having the medicine tracked? And he asked me four or five things, and I said, yeah, the only things I won't agree to is sharing patient information. But the rest of the things, there's not a problem. And he goes, then I guess we're on the same page. And that was a quote. He said, I guess we're on the same page. And I said, yes, sir, we are. 
And I promised them at that time that we would, as an industry, start our training programs before the end of the year, which is, as you know, Matt, we had in the October Symposium in, in Helena. Yep, people can get um, those videos up on the YouTube site, definitely. Absolutely. And there have been bills written that put appropriate guidelines in this industry. Now, as a business person, I don't want a lot of extra taxes. That's for darn sure, because we know what happens when you get taxed. Any business that gets taxed, what's happened? It ends up back on the end consumer. Yep, prices in this case, go up. Our consumers are patients. Yep. And our patients should not have any tax on it. But in honesty, you know, quite frankly, there's some very good things in house in the the interim committee's house bill that Diane Sands presented. There's some good stuff in there that I think should be in the law. There's some good things in the Senate bill that's coming up this coming Friday for a hearing. Um, but neither one of them are right. And so we're actually taking a crack at trying to combine those two bills along with some other things and, and talk to the sponsor of the Senate bill, Senator Lewis, to see if he might consider some significant changes to his bill that actually solve some of the problems that are out there. And hopefully with, by Monday or Tuesday, uh, we'll be public with our version of what the bill should look like. We're not quite ready to release it yet. I do want to give uh, Senator Lewis a chance to take a look at it and have a discussion with him on it. But we're, we're hoping that um, by taking this public with things like tonight and what you guys have been doing a great job in terms of getting the information out, is get the people involved because you know what? If we're not careful, 30-some thousand people could become felons overnight. And I, perhaps that's the time to invest in hardened real estate. Yeah. That's the only empty jail in the state. That's kind of mind-blowing when you think about shame. it that way. It, it is. It's completely a shame. And I'm, I'm looking at the poll right now, and it's 78%. Well, and it's not just, you know, 30,000. I mean, it, they don't even think about the fact that I'm a caregiver and I have a family. Exactly. If they make this illegal and they come running into my home, it's not just me that has to deal with this. My entire family. Family is affected. So check this out. Should the legislator repeal Montana's medical marijuana law? 59 people said yes. 209 people said no. Yeah, and then even when well, they had people show up to, to talk about this, this whole mess in the first place, 80-something people stood up to speak for it. Yep. And only, what, 20-something people stood up to speak against it? Yep. So, Jim, you know, what do you recommend? Yeah. What do you recommend the next course of action? If, if, say, let's say I own a dispensary and I have a lease and all that on my building, what, what, what do you do? You want to tell people not to worry and, you know, start freaking out and all that, right? Well, I, I think that people need to be involved. Definitely. And they need to get, if they're not involved, this is not a time for anybody that's listening to this broadcast or that hears it later on, you know, on, on uh, recording. You need to get involved. You need to pick up the phone and call your legislator, and the weekend is the right time to reach him. I know somebody called one of the people on the committee today that voted in favor of this and said, hey, what are you doing? So they will answer the phone if they can. They want to hear from their constituents. But you know what? This is very important, and please, everybody, listen. Be honest. Be straight. Because the opposition, when they're talking about a van being buried behind a storefront full of marijuana bags, 
I mean, hello. By the way, the, the commander in the Billings Police Department said that that was not true, even though the individual testified to it twice, once in the House and once in the Senate. Oh That's what these people are residing to. These are the these are the leaders of the Safe Community Safe Act the Safe Kids program, wow. and it's their poster children. We we have to stay above that. When people look at the cannabis guide that was put together by the MMGA that's on solutions the number four Montana dot org, look at it and see what the legislators have in their hands. If you talk to a legislator, ask them, have you? Have you read the cannabis guide that was given to you on the 14th? And if they haven't, they need to. And if they don't have the time, they need to give it to their staff person to read it so that they can understand what it is they're voting on. Guys, when the, when the campaign was going on, a survey was done by Solutions for Montana of all the candidates. It came back overwhelmingly saying from the candidates, I don't know enough on this issue to vote on it. So we put together the guide that's very unbiased. It talks about problems, but it solves the problems. You know, and so it's important on this issue that people actually pay attention and learn about what it is they're voting on. And quite frankly, we're not going to let them forget about what they're voting on. They're going to have to understand it if they're going to get away with voting it anyway. And clearly the people voting for repeal have absolutely no idea what they're voting for. Exactly. And they have to know that if they do that, they're voting against what the majority wanted. They're voting to make all of these patients criminals. You're turning patients into criminals. That's what that does. And that's unacceptable. They have to know that. Well, and I know, people, I know people whose unemployment is gone. They have no other options. This is what they do, and they're good at it. And people love how they help them. Those people, yep. what are their options? Well, I, mean, I, I will tell you, I mean, we did an, we, we participated in an economic impact study and where we did a survey of, of providers and other businesses to try and figure out, okay, how much money are we actually generating for the state already? It's, and we've got providers and caregivers with large operations that have got $30,000 a month in, in uh, employment tax going in. I mean, there's a lot of money going into the coffers of the state of Montana right now that not only would stop because of this, that it would be worse because there are people that were not employed before on a, on a W-2 that are employed on a W-2 now. Yep. So they couldn't get unemployment when they were a roofer that went out of business or couldn't get a job or a contractor that could get a job. And now they're being paid and they're on the payroll. So now when they lose their job because the business is shut down, they get unemployment, <laughs> which they didn't get before. So it actually cost the state even more money. Exactly. We and, put over 1,400 people to work. Yeah, and how many people are you really going to go put in jail? How much money is going to be spent keeping some of these sick people if you actually decide to put them in jail? Like that, that's you know what? Really the unacceptable. amount of people what. applying for assistance is going to go way up, too, exactly. which costs the state money. Of course it is. Now, I didn't do the math, but let's just say that all 30,000, and this is not the reason, I mean, the reason that the repeal should be dead on arrival is because it's wrong. This is not right. the reason why it should be repealed. It's, it should be repealed because it's wrong. An unintended consequence is $60,000 a year per inmate times 30,000 people. Somebody do the math on that. You know? That's astronomical. That's the problem. And that's not the reason it should not be repealed. Don't 
I don't want anybody to think that. The reason right. it should not be re- that it should not be repealed is because it's not the right thing to do. Exactly. The solutions are out there. That's the just, solutions are out there. That's just one of many uh, lines of different ways that this is moving forward and helping communities and everything. And they're going to totally take that away. And that's just that's unacceptable. They're going to make outlaws well, out of people. Well, it was really interesting that the mayor of Bozeman, um, which is one of the larger cities in the state, testified at the repeal hearing that it's working very well in the state of in, in the city of Montana. And the reason it's not working well in the other cities is because they didn't do it the right way. And Mayor Krause should be rewarded for his, his efforts of going to Helena and, and speaking up. Yeah, you know, that's a good it's, point. It's working. And it, the reason it's working is because we sat down ahead of time, figured out what the problems were, solved the problems, and it, it's been in effect since August. And you know what? There's no problems. Exactly. There are no problems in the city of Bozeman. And in a lot of cities that have, have this in effect, there's, there, the that's problems right. that this group is presenting are completely fabricated. There, there are no problems. Well, this is also the group that had all the videos that said yeah. your heart rate goes up over 180. Yeah, and we I addressed mean, that. All just like ludicrous. a year ago, it seems like. I can't believe I that's what's driving this, and that, that's just mind-blowing to me. But you know what? I do want to address things. Well, you know, I don't know how much time we have. So there's hey, a couple got, of things I do want to cover. We got as much time as you want, man. Okay. This is important for everybody to understand. We've had some folks out there that have done some things that are wrong. And we have to stand up and go, you know what? They were wrong. And I want to talk about that because it's important. You know, because the only way we're going to be respected is if we admit that there are some, some among, among us that have done the wrong things. The traveling circuses, originally the traveling clinics were a good thing. They were needed because there weren't enough doctors in the state to recommend it. But as soon as they started giving cards to everybody and violating the law and the intent of the law, exactly. that's one of the reasons we're here right now. But hey, every now, industry every industry has that. They have their negative every black Every industry sheet. has it. No exactly. question. So, you know what? There are some police officers that I'm sure that law enforcement would prefer not part of their ranks. I'm sure there's some church people that people would prefer were not in their church. Every group has problems, Every and group. we have had some problems, but we need to talk about it. We need to put them on the table and say, that's wrong. And fortunately, in, in the case of the traveling circuses, that's been handled by the Medical Board of Examiners in terms of how they sanction physicians, and they've made the standard of care more strict. That's a very positive thing for the patients and for the industry as well. But there's a bigger problem. We've got medicine no, we don't. We have marijuana coming in from out of state. We have marijuana being transported out of state. And you know what? Bottom line, that's a felony. Don't pass go. Mm-hmm. Exactly. But you can't this let is, that speak for the whole industry. You can't have that speak for the whole industry. But unfortunately, when you understand politics and you understand the press, that's the stuff they pick up on. Exactly, because that's what makes now, the Now, we've had a case where headlines. caregivers have had problems because they did a caregiver-to-caregiver exchange. <clears throat> Clearly, that is something that needs to be permitted within this industry. Mm-hmm. It needs right. to be regulated, but it needs to be permitted. Those people sh- that, that's wrong. That, that Those people have no right to be in jail at this point. Mm-hmm. What we need to do, and, and 
there are recommendations being proposed for these bills that will solve these problems. It will be much tighter. You'll have to keep track of your product. But you know what? If you have a business, how can you run a business if you don't know what your inventory exactly. is? Exactly. That makes how your business. How can you know a business? Exactly. How can you know a business if you don't know who your customer is or your patient in this case or your client? Whatever you want to call them, it doesn't matter. Right. You should already be we, doing we, that anyway. And most of the good, reliable ones have already good, sophisticated systems, commercial systems. Right. And so where people think this is out of control, it's because they're not hearing the facts. There are problems, yes. There are problem people, yes. And we encourage law enforcement to go after the problem people. And honestly, it's such a small fraction. Like, if you look at it compared to how many, how many people in oil companies have gotten in trouble for embezzling or doing negative things like that. Like, it's such a small number compared to other industries. And to, to have it bring down a whole industry is a sad thing. Well, I mean, if you were to count the... Let, let, let's say that we even account the the arrests that have been made of caregivers that we think did nothing wrong because they did a caregiver-to-caregiver transfer, which is, by the way, fine in some counties and not fine in other counties. Right. So the law is not consistent across the state. Statewide, and, it needs to and, say. And yes. It's a statewide issue, which we need to solve. Right. You know, the proposal we're making have, that, that we've continued to propose solves that problem. But... Anyway, go ahead. I'm sorry. Hmm? Just rambling now. Oh, okay. Well, we got a question here. Uh, someone from yeah. the chat, I forget who it was, sorry, but uh, they said, Jim, how likely do you think HB 161 will pass since it has to go through three readings in each chamber and pass the first two readings in each chamber with no amendments, especially since the Senate is split 28 to 22, and that is hardly an overwhelming majority? Uh, how likely do you think that is? What do you think? I, I think that there's a very strong likelihood that, that um, I, I don't know the answer. I, you know what? I don't know that I, I, I don't have a good enough pulse on it. The one thing that we have, which is unusual in this legislative session, is we have a lot of new legislators. Right. And at this point, they're unknown quantities. We don't know whether they're serious about what they're there for. Did they come just for the fun of it? Did they come to really help solve problems? Did they come to just follow what they're told to do? We don't know. You know, it's a, it's a lot different. I'm sure that it's going to be very hard for a representative to vote against the House Speaker's bill if he's got a bill he wants to have presented into the House. Right. It's and it's very hard. I'm reading through you know, I mean, this. That's just, welcome to politics. Yeah, and that's that's what's also kind of, I mean, it has to be, I guess, but it seems like it's just kind of slowing things up and just, it, it's it's giving an unnecessary strain, if you will, to the industry, getting it all intermixed with politics. And I'm, I'm looking over this bill here, and it's just some of the things they say in there. It's like, wow, you are completely turning good people into criminals like the wording it, it's it's unbelievable uh, i've never read it before i'm like as long wow as it dude. doesn't make what? them criminals that's why, mind-blowing why do they care <laughs> well it's but, but but realistically too let's you know just for a second think about the other side and and you know we heard a lot of testimony of, in a couple of the hearings from up you know the proponents for repeal and they got up there and said you know what I've had family problems, and you know, and I, my brother and my sister, my son, my father, whatever, 
And you know what? We have to recognize that there are a lot of dysfunctional families out there. Right. And there's a lot of things cause that dysfunction. And sometimes it is because they started smoking cigarettes or started drinking and then got into, you know, cannabis or moved on and then moved on to meth or heavy drugs. You know, they didn't start with marijuana. But you know what? I'll tell you why some of the rehab facilities think everybody started with marijuana. Hmm. Because if you say I started with marijuana, it's a lot better than saying you started with meth. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I mean, it's a whole different treatment program getting out of there if you did marijuana versus if you did something else. Oh, absolutely. So there's no question that, that those statistics become jaded just because people have to respond a certain way to be able to get through the system. Right. Or the people that get caught with like a minor amount or just paraphernalia and they're given the choice, go to jail or go through a drug class, that adds another number to it, making it seem negative when in reality it's absolutely not. Right. So, you know, it's just, you know, when they say there's no research, of course there's research. You know, Patients Out of Time's got a continuing education course that allows physicians to actually get continuing ed and nurses as well, continuing ed for the AMA and the ANA uh, through Patients Out of Time. And that's it. Uh, uh, so, obviously, the medical community accepts it. Yep. And how can you not? Like, we have federal patients that are getting medical cannabis from the government, from the government, right there. They're growing it for them. They're giving it. There you go. You know what, guys? It was really funny at the hearing. They were citing a study from the University of Mississippi that says, uh, this is the, the proponents of repeal, said that the University of Mississippi has come out and said that there's absolutely no benefit to cannabis whatsoever when that's the university that's actually yeah. growing all of yeah, the federal that's marijuana for the patients. <laughs> oh, wow. goodness. I mean, it's, it's just insane. And you know what? I think it's time for the insanity to stop. Yeah. It was that time like 20 years ago, man. Seriously. Well, you know, I appreciate that. You know, it's, it's kind of interesting. Personally, I was in California until I came to Montana about five or six years ago. And I wasn't in this at all. I mean, I didn't have any idea that it was a marijuana issue of any kind because I was busy doing other things in my career. And, uh, and then when I got up here and saw and, and met some patients that had actually made such a difference to I said, you know, this is a big deal. This is real. This isn't make-believe. And, you know, I've been on the Republican side, and I'd, I don't know that I would have voted against it. I probably, would, I probably would have voted, you know, in favor of all the things that have come, but just because I believe in the rights of the individual. You know, I think this, this Republican Party is very interesting. It's filled not just with hardcore traditional Republicans. You've got libertarians in the Republican Party that are going, what are you talking about? We've got constitutionalists in the Republican Party in Montana that are going, what are you doing to, to our rights? So we've got a lot of Tea Partiers who are caregivers. And, you know, one of the things you guys had said, too, is that a number of, you know, how many people are really getting in trouble? Well, out of our 5,000, almost 5,000 caregivers, 4,400, whatever it is, we've had problems with what? Six? Exactly. Seven? Ten? Maybe. Such I a mean, small, come on. small amount. And and how many of those times that they got in trouble was it because of somebody, something else or somebody else and marijuana was just a side thing that got involved? Right, but because it was involved, that was brought to the forefront as the reason. And it's like, no, it wasn't the reason, it was just a 
innocent bystander. It, absolutely, and and that's what's so wrong, and what's very hard because the press in Montana is not particularly favorable to our cause. I will tell you, the Bozeman Chronicle on the front page talked about Mayor Kraus uh, and talked about uh, the city attorney, you know, saying it's working here. Leave us alone. So I tell you, anybody from Bozeman, especially. You call your representatives, and by the way, one of them was on that committee that voted to pass it, and tell them, what are you doing? This works. Get the word out. And so <laughs> we need to go to solutions, the number four, Montana.org. Download, read a copy of the, of the legislator's guide, and then ask your legislator and find them on the, on the study section. Click on that. Um, and tomorrow morning, by the way, People that want to contribute and help to this cause specifically and the advertising program we're putting together to help really bring these, this information to light. Um, we're to, by tomorrow morning, we'll be able to take donations through Patients Out of Time, which would be a um, – it's, it's actually at uh, – you can go to medicalcannabis.com now, or tomorrow there will be a separate link on Solutions for Montana – uh, to donate through Patients Out of Time directly. They're a nonprofit, 501c3. If you are in the business, there'll be an address where you can send a donation to the MMGA to help defer our cost because every book we printed and sent to Helena costs us 10 bucks. The way it costs money to, to save this. So understand what we're, do, we're trying to do. And if you want to see the direction we're taking, go to solutions, the number four, Montana.org and, and, Take a look at the book, and you'll see what we're trying to teach the legislature. Oh, yeah. and uh, I'm sorry, guys. I'm talking too much. Uh, that's fine. That's fine. It's good information. I need to get it out there. People in the chat are asking to get the PDF out from behind the sign-up form so everyone can have access to it. That might be a good idea at this point, just to get it out there to as many people as possible. But if you guys want, also just go sign up real quick, and, and you'll have it there. So, um, Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Any anything else before we let you go? Here we got a couple other stories uh, to get to before we wrap no, it up. Do, do, no, always a pleasure to talk to you guys, Matt. Again, I thank you guys for your help at our symposium uh, and getting some of the, our our video up on YouTube. I understand it's gone to some other sites as well. Yeah, absolutely. Um, uh, YouTube.com slash Hotbox Podcast. Check it out. They're all up. There. I think one of the things that people have to understand, and this is, and I'll say this in closing, and 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 if you need to call me back, feel free to do that. But, oh no, please. Um, what we're experiencing in Montana right now could likely be one of the top ten issues facing the nation in 2011. That's how important this is. Because we are standing our ground saying enough insanity. Enough insanity. Let's get this right. Understand there's going to be regulation. We're not going to like everything. You know, people that want it to be legal, it ain't going to be legal. But you know what? People that want it be re- to be repealed, it damn well better not be repealed either. That's right. right. Absolutely. All right. Well, thank you for your time, Jim. We appreciate it. Thank you very much, Jim. Always a pleasure, guys. All right. Have a good night. All right. Bye now. Jim, executive director of the MMGA. Always a good listen to. Thank you very much. So. I love how. This is our lives. Absolutely. We yeah. have to be passionate and fired up about That's this. And if you're passionate. not, then you're not in you're not you're not on the same level we are. 
Right. I mean, this is something that I don't think... I mean, you've got to really sit there and, like, put yourself in certain people's position to understand just how serious this is. A lot of us have been involved with this before there was a medical marijuana law and continuing on doing everything legal, and now this is what happens. And, I mean, this... this It's unacceptable. Yeah, I mean, this was something that we were finally able to do what we're good at, what we know, and help people doing it. Exactly, right? And now they're taking that away. You're going to make all of it. You're going to come arrest all 30,000 of us and you're put us in jail. Me, you're going to make I me would... call my mom again. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, let's uh, let's talk about this uh, before we get out of here. I got a couple other stories I wanted to uh, mention. This Did you see this about... The guy in Charleston, South Carolina, the ex-South Carolina treasurer, he was quoted in the paper. This is so awesome. Uh, He served 10 months in federal prison on a cocaine charge. Okay. Let's just set that right there for Mm -hmm. a sec. Uh, In a, a newspaper editorial saying that cocaine and marijuana should be legalized. Hmm. Hey, sure. Why not? In the piece written for the Post and Courier of Charleston, 48-year-old Thomas Ravenel calls the U.S. war on drugs a failure. Yeah, mm. I can agree with that. Absolutely. Yeah, a complete that. and utter failure and waste of billions of dollars yeah. and people's lives. Lots of lives. Oh, total. Uh, he says the country should change its approach. The opinion article will be published on Saturday. Uh, Ravenel resigned as treasurer just months after taking office when he was indicted in June of 07. The multi-millionaire land developer pled guilty to buying cocaine for himself and, because he's a nice guy, to share with his friends. Aww. So. And maybe. Maybe that's how you should look at it. You know? Make it... It's not criminal. It's a disease. It's a society... It's, It's human nature to be attracted to... Changing your mind state. Well, I'm Portugal. How you choose to do that. Portugal has everything legal. And right. they believe in treating the fact that you're abusing drugs. Exactly. Instead Help of that. putting you in prison for the fact that you had drugs. Right. That's how it should be. Yeah. So. And then uh, coming out of California, we have a bill that would limit firings of medical marijuana patients. Did you want to tell us about this? So, Californians who use medical marijuana outside of work would be protected from job dismissal due to pot use under a bill that has been introduced by State Senator Mark Leno. The bill, SB 129, would make it illegal for an employer to consider either a worker's status as a registered patient or a positive drug test when making hiring and firing decisions. The bill would not change existing laws that bar employees from using medical marijuana at the workplace and during work hours. Well, sure. It depends on what you're doing. I mean, there's some jobs where maybe you shouldn't. You know, I wouldn't want them using pharmaceutical medications either. Exactly. You know? And hey, don't smoke salvia either. If you're going to operate on me, let's let's go in there with a level head. Have, have, Have your coffee. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Um get the DS maybe to little little Nintendo DS just to calm down. Focus. Steady hands. <laughs> now let's do this. 
workers such as healthcare providers, school bus drivers, and operators of heavy equipment, so-called safety-sensitive positions, Mm -hmm. would not be protected by the law. The bill simply establishes a medical cannabis patient's right to work, Leno said. He called it a completely reasonable piece of legislation. It astounds me that there would be any controversy around it. (coughs) I like the way he thinks. Yeah. While the proposal has yet to garner formal opposition, the California Chamber of Commerce opposed a bill that would have created the same protections for medical marijuana patients in 2007. That bill, authored by Leno, was passed by the legislator but vetoed by former Governor Arnold Schwarzenegger. In his veto message, Schwarzenegger wrote he was concerned with the interference in employment decisions as they relate to marijuana use and that employment protection was not a goal on Prop 215, which voters passed in 1996 to allow medical marijuana. So long ago. I know. I was 16, just loving life. I wasn't even in high school yet. Nice. That's sad and kind of scary. That was a long time ago now that I think right? about it. We're old, dude. Holy it's cool. Crap. Moving on. Oh, no. <laughs> Leno said that the notion that voters only intended for unemployed people to be able to take medical marijuana is nonsensical at its face. The effort to pass such a law stems from a California Supreme Court decision in 2008 that allowed employers to fire workers who test positive for marijuana use, even if those workers are medical marijuana patients. In a 5-2 decision, the court found Prop 215 does not limit an employer's authority to fire workers for violating federal drug laws. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> marijuana possession and use is illegal under federal law, which oh, we already course, know is you. dumb. Well, so, so you, you might have some protections. Uh, you might not, finally. depending on what you do. And then, uh, all right, well, before we get out of here, we'll talk about this uh, burger citizen from Michigan, his neck of the woods. And, uh, of course, as always, in info at hotboxpodcast.com. Send us stories from where you're from. We'll talk about them on the show. Uh, As most of the state was preparing for the blizzard that buried much of the state in snow Tuesday, advocates for the state medical marijuana laws confidentiality (laughs) provisions were in federal court in Grand Rapids trying to quash a federal subpoena for medical information in the possession of the Michigan uh, Department of Community Health. Both state and federal authorities were in court on Tuesday, as well as advocates for Michigan Association of Compassion Clubs arguing over whether the MDCH can release information about seven patients, caregivers, without violating the law's confidentiality clause. And that's, it should, no. Like, these are medical records. If that's how you're treating it, you can't have it. Yeah. Why do you need them? Exactly. What is, yeah, so that's, I, I don't even know why you people are even they, arguing about this. I don't have cops showing up asking for my prescriptions and proof of all that stuff. I don't understand yeah. why What's they feel like problem? they have to get in the middle of this. What's your problem? Stupidity. A Republican Attorney General, Bill Schweet, has said he will release the information if the federal courts issue an order directing the records be released and preventing officials from being held liable for the release under Michigan law. Shuit opposed the 08 ballot initiative which created the law. So, well, has anyone in Michigan been able to access medical cannabis? Are they still, I think, you guys still messing around? Yeah. Just kind of kicking it around there? Seeing the... 
it's, seeing what you're going to do. Yeah, it's there, but it's not. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, but no, but yeah, but no, but yeah. Well, yeah. that sucks, guys. Uh, all right, well, thank you, Sandy. Thank you, Matt. Thank Everybody. you, everyone, for joining us. And everyone needs to remember to get involved. Contact your local representatives. Do not, do not let this happen. That's right. This is this is crunch time, guys. Like they're they're threatening our way of life, and we can't let that happen. So yeah. we are either going to do this the right way, or we're all going to go down trying. So uh, well. and hey, if if that's how it ends up, just know that we gave it one hell of a try. Oh, we did. We, we tried. Did. We funded ourselves completely, one hundred percent. We gave people jobs. We rented buildings that weren't doing nothing with. And you want to take it away. So, well, that's how it goes, I suppose. Uh, email info at hotboxpodcast.com. You can always leave a message, 406-204-4687. And, hey, when you're done donating to everybody else, make sure you save a little bit for the hotbox. We got bills, too, sucker. Uh, hotboxpodcast.com slash donate. Thank you, everybody. Uh, thank you, Sandy. Thank and you. We'll see you guys on Tuesday. Yup, yup. Goodbye. Bye. If you like, you we, like we, this, we, is this where you need to be. If you like, we, this is where you need to be. Thank you for listening to the podcast.